We're going to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 37, and we're going to read from verse 1 onwards. Genesis 37, from verse 1 onwards. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wife. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. God has spoken to us already from this section. You can go back and listen to the recording of that. We are not going to go into that because that was a word given by God for that time. But it will help you to understand even more. But we will see what God has for us today. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age also. He made him a tunic of many colors. I want to stop right there. Let's just go back to verse 3. Israel, which is Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also he made him a tunic of many colors. This scripture here is a very profound scripture where God shows that Joseph, who was Jacob's son, one of Joseph, Jacob's 12 sons, he was the 11th one, got favor from his father out of all the rest of the children. Now you know, what usually happens is, the child that is the youngest child in the house usually gets pampered the most because that's the baby in the house. But in, in uh, Joseph's case, we see that Joseph was not the last one. Joseph was the one who was born before Benjamin. Even though he was the one who was born before Benjamin, the Bible says here that Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children. Benjamin was also born in Jacob's old age and Benjamin was the youngest in the family. However, there's something that is happening there in Joseph's life that actually happened different from what usually happened. You call that divine intervention. When God gives favor, that favor is different from the way the world will look at. There's this divine favor that comes from heaven. There's this divine favor that comes to God's people who are looking to God in order to fulfill the work of God. So when we need to do the work of God, we need God's divine favor. And God gives to us His divine favor where? Where we need the favor. Wherever we need the favor, God gives divine favor to those who fear Him, to those who seek Him. Now we'll just go back to verse 3 again. And if you see verse, um, verse 2, if you see verse 2, you see Joseph brought a bad report of his brothers to his father. And God spoke to us about this some months ago. How Joseph loved his brothers and he wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to help them and he came. He told his father, 
He didn't just want to be on the good side of his brothers, letting them do evil things. But he came and told them what was happening with them in order to protect them, in order for the father to correct them and bring them in the right way. You see, the working of God that is taking place in the life of Joseph and the yielding of Joseph to the working of God. And you see a partnership, a divine partnership that is taking place between Joseph and God Almighty, where the divine favor of God is upon Joseph out of all the family members, out of all the sons, including the youngest. Joseph gets this divine favor, where God gives that favor with man, with his father, who was there in that house, as the head of the household. God is speaking to our hearts today. When we fear God and don't fear man and do that which is right before God, the divine favor of God will cover us. The divine favor of God will be upon us to fulfill that which God has called us to fulfill. You know, in this case, Joseph fulfilled what God had called him to fulfill, which was to be there in his house, which was to be God's representative in his house, even though he was very young. His father was very old, his brothers were much older, but who was communicating with Joseph? God was communicating with Joseph. We want to be people who are sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We should be people who are open to the Spirit of God. God working through us, regardless of, regardless of what age may be. God can work through you and he can speak to you and he can reveal his plans to you and he can reveal his plans about you to others and what he has for others he can reveal it to you God is speaking to our hearts at this hour God is a God who communicates with men God is a God who talks to people God wants to reveal his plan to his people. Just like how we see in the life of little Samuel and the priest Eli and all the priest's sons over there and the entire nation of Israel there. The Spirit of God came to little Samuel who was in the temple. You know how this Samuel was? This Samuel was someone who feared God. He served the Lord. We have to have this in our hearts, totally resolved, which is, Lord, I'll be a God-pleaser, not a man-pleaser, a God-pleaser. I'll be a God-pleaser, no matter what it is. Joseph was someone who said, I'm not going to fear my brothers. And he could have thought, what are they going to do if I go and tell on them? And if they get upset at me, what's going to happen to me? No, he was not a man-pleaser. He was the God-pleaser. He said, I need to do that which is right before God. And because he was someone who truly feared the Lord, God communicated with him. And let's just go to verse 3. We have this divine favor, this favor from God where God is communicating with him. And we have this divine favor from God which is bringing this favor with man. God's word says, when we have the fear of the Lord, we will have favor with God and with man. Both ways. God's favor will give us favor in the sight of human beings who need to be there to help us accomplish the will of God. We see that happening in, in Joseph's life over here. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all, this, all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. He called this envy. 
When God is blessing someone, there's a spirit of envy that will work through people who are disobedient. The spirit of envy will work in the lives of those who are disobedient. When there's room in the hearts of those who are disobedient, they see the people that God is blessing and all of a sudden they feel this hatred. They feel this kind of a jealousy that they're having this, they're being blessed by God and, and I don't have this and I hate to see this person all the time giving testimony and such kind of things are from the pit of hell. These brothers, even though they belong to Joseph Jacob, who is a grandson of Abraham, they had Abraham and Sarah's blood in them. Abraham was a friend of God, yet in their hearts, they didn't have the relationship that Abraham had with God. And as a result of that, envy worked in them. What does envy do? Envy brings hatred inside. Jesus Christ, the Lord God Almighty, spoke on this in His Word. He says, Blessed are you when men revile, hate you, they persecute you, they say all manner of evil against you, falsely, for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. So, a person who is walking with God, will face the hatred that comes from Satan and those who give room to Satan. So when God is working in the life of God's people, those who are one with the Spirit of God will rejoice. Those who have a common ground with the enemy will envy those people. We see that even though if the sons of Jacob had Abraham's blood in their hearts, they didn't have a connection with God. They had a spirit of hatred. They were envious and jealous of the one that God loved. Can you think about that? There's not kind of any ordinary thing. The person, the little one that God loved, the person, the little one that God chose favor, I see a whole group of people hating him because he's doing the right thing. God is speaking to your heart in this hour. If you're going through a situation where you feel the hatred and the envy of people around you because God is blessing you, don't focus on them. Don't focus on that. Focus on God Almighty. Because favor can come only from God. When you see opposition, you need to rejoice in Jesus that rejoice. Number one, your reward is in heaven, you rejoice. Number two, you rejoice because Satan is seeing something upon you. Satan is seeing God's favor upon you. Satan is seeing God's blessing upon you. Satan is seeing that you're doing something right here and he hates it. Don't you want to be on that side? where Satan is upset about you because God's favorite is on you. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. Don't look at the faces of people. Don't listen to the words of people. Don't give yourself over to what he said, she said, they said, and their looks and his looks and her looks and whatever it is. Because if you're doing the right thing, you'll get a lot of those. Satan will move people to move 
people against you. But when you keep your eyes on Jesus, all these things are not going to matter to you at all. You're going to be, like Joseph, doing that which God has called you to do. Now with all this happening, they, they move Joseph to stop walking with God. He said that, I'm sick and tired of this and all these people are hitting me and I have no peace over here so I'm not going to tell on them and I'm not going to you know, say anything. I'm not going to talk to them and I'm just going to be by myself and you know there are some people who just go to a shell. I'm not talking to anybody. I cannot trust anyone and I cannot speak a word and so I'm just going to be like this. Just Jesus and I and that's it. Joseph was not like that. Joseph was a real person who was connected with God. He said, no matter what happens around me, I'm going to live life God's way. And you know that's the real way to live. Living life God's way is a real way to live. A way of joy and happiness. In the midst of persecution, in the midst of suffering, you can really rejoice. Joseph had that in his heart. An Old Testament thing. As young as he was, he had this character of God to rejoice in tribulation, to be joyful in persecution, and to pass the test and to receive that which God had for him. I'm going to take you to the next scripture here, verse 5. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Now what is happening, it is very clear that there is a different spirit that is working in their brothers, in his brothers. Joseph is in the same house, his spirit is different, he is communicating with God, and you see his brothers, they are all in the same household, Abraham's descendants, and you see them, all of them, having a different spirit. The spirit of hate. Where does hate come from? Hate comes from Satan. Hate doesn't come from heaven. Hate is not from God. Hate is definitely not one of the fruit of the spirit. When the hate is felt on the inside, you know that some kind of a spirit is in operation. Know this for sure. If you feel hate for someone, especially for another believer, you have to know right away, this is not the Holy Spirit working, this is the evil spirit that is trying to push its way in. It is at that point you need to step on the head of the serpent and say, you have no right in my spirit, get out in Jesus' name. And actively love. Go opposite to what Satan wants you to do. That's how you overcome the works of the flesh. Joseph was an Old Testament saint who did what God told him to do. Even though his brothers hated, he never withdrew himself. He just didn't keep everything to himself. But he was someone who followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of the Lord moved him to share his dream, he just did that. He didn't say, well, if I say it, I'm going to get persecuted more, so I'm not going to. His life was not about himself. Our life should not be about ourselves. Taking up our cross and following Jesus Christ involves doing what God wants us to do. You know what made Joseph to become the next person to Pharaoh? Every step of the way, he was not a man pleaser. See, as you exit out of this 2022, if you can just take this with you, I want to be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. If you resolve that in your heart and say, I'm going to put away bitterness, put away envy, put away hatred, because these are not from God. I'm going to kill those things out of my life. 
so that God's vision for my life can be fulfilled. So I can do that which God wants me to do. Speak when He wants me to. Refrain from Him when He wants me to refrain. Do just what He wants me to do. Then we will see God fulfill His word in our lives. Then we will see God giving His vision, His revelation to us. Joseph's spirit was so pure, it was so open before God, that God was able to communicate with him. And the Spirit of God who communicated this dream to him also moved him to tell it to his brothers. And what happens there, it just caused the evil spirit working inside of his brothers to really hate him more. And what does hatred do? Hatred will manifest itself in action. And we see that happen in Joseph's life. They actually wanted to kill him. I want to pause here for a moment as the Holy Spirit wants me to. This Joseph gets this dream, and this dream is from God, it is a revelation from God about the future, about him, his father, his brothers, his household, what God was going to do. This is something that God gave to Joseph, which Joseph held on until he actually saw the fulfillment of his dream. Now, know this, when God reveals something to you, when the word of the Lord comes to you, when God reveals his plan to you, Satan will always be that, he'll say that, okay, I hate this, you know why? Because it's not just something that God wants to do in your life just to make you feel happy and excited and, you know, and, you know make you, you know, feel like you are somebody, no. It is connected to the bigger picture of God, the big plan of God. Now, Joseph's dream... God placing Joseph next to Pharaoh had a prophetic fulfillment of what God spoke to Abraham. There is this word of God that was given to God's friend Abraham that your descendants will be there in this strange land. And they will be there for 300 years and after that they will be brought out. And all these things God had told and God had to send Joseph there. He found one person in the entire family that he can use, he can choose, and he can reveal, and he can move into that foreign land in order to place him in the place that God would have for him to. So this dream is much more than just little Joseph. This dream is much more than just that father and the family. If you are a child of God, know this for sure. Whatever is happening in your life from God has a bigger plan, bigger purpose. It's linked to something big. You are part of God's big plan. You're not sitting somewhere just by yourself and saying that, okay, I'm just sitting here. Thank you, Lord, for this car. Thank you, Lord, for this house. Thank you, Lord, for my spouse. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this water. Thank you, Lord, for my food. Thank you, Lord, for this. And I feel, you know, better today. And thank you, Lord, for my health. And, and that's it. And I'm going to live here maybe 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 90 years, 100 years. And thank you, Lord, for this life that you've given me. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. No. God has this great plan. In God's big plan, in His blueprint, God has you as a key player in your day, in your time, in your locality, in the spirit that God has, in the territory God has for you, in order to do something big for God. Just take this inside of you. You're not called to just do something little somewhere, and do something here, now, 
and just go and say that, okay, he has some little corner for me in heaven and I'm just going to go sit down and sing hallelujah, hallelujah, day and night, every day, forever. No. Even in heaven, you know that. God has kingdoms. And God takes those who are faithful and he makes them rulers over there. You have a job there, big job there. Lots of things to do. And many more surprises and exciting things to do. It's not just singing. Even if we're just singing and worshiping God, that's enough for us. But he has something much more for us there. God is speaking to our hearts today. Our life over here is a shadow of what is going to be there. God's plan for each one of you is far greater than what you can ever imagine. Far greater. Can you think about this for a moment? God wants you to be a key player in the kingdom of God. In the fear that God has for you. In the territory that God has marked out for you. God has you as a key player there. If you're willing to let go of everything that you need to let go of. And be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. When you become a God pleaser and not a man pleaser, then the plan of God will actually begin to operate in your life. Otherwise it will be dead. You can have whatever inheritance in your name, but you never claim it. You can die without enjoying it. God has a great plan, a great purpose, and the Spirit of God is speaking to us today. God wants to do greater things in 2023. But 2022, the last couple of days, today and tomorrow, take the time in the presence of God and say, Lord, I am choosing to partner with you that in 2023, what you want to do in my life, I'm giving myself over to that. And I want to become the key player that you want me to be to fulfill your plan that you have for me. Joseph would have never thought, when he saw this dream, he knew that God is saying something. He could have even thought that he's going to be something in his family. No, God had a far bigger vision for him. And that vision was connected to the fulfillment of what God spoke to Abraham, which connects Joseph to the coming of the Messiah. We as New Testament believers, our existence in the body of Jesus Christ has a big connection to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? God has you as a key player in your day, in our age, in this time to prepare us and many people through us for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a prophecy that God is speaking at this hour. What was Joseph's role? This vision was given by God. What was his role? What did God raise him up for? What did God form him for? To make someone, to be someone who would gather grain, store grain, and dispatch grain. A person who had authority over life, the life of many people, by having the food that he possessed. Pharaoh said, without your permission, no one can even lift a finger here. The food that needs to go from Egypt to the Egyptians, the food that needs to go from Egypt to the neighboring countries, all needed permission from Joseph. God wants to use you, someone 
who gives this eternal grace. The eternal grace that is bound to transform the lives of people. That will impart life into the hearts of the people. Not just one, two. You know how many lives Joseph saved during famine? God used him. And he had this great connection with God that made him the key player in his entire family, in the entire nation of Egypt. Among all the neighboring countries there, there's no one like Joseph. No one. He was someone who was connected with God. Every step of the way, in fulfilling what God had called him to do, he faced much opposition. But in all the opposition he faced, Joseph did not keep his eyes upon himself. His eyes were upon God. The more they hated Joseph, it didn't do anything to him. Because the next time the father said, Hey, take some food for him. He said, Okay, I'm going. He didn't take everything personally. He said, I feel disgusted. I feel dejected. I feel depressed. I can't take food to these people. and They hate me more. Father, you love me. Don't trouble me like that. Why don't you give this job to Benjamin or someone, some of your servants can do this. He never said that. The word that God gave through his father to Joseph. Joseph did not let the enemy touch that. Whatever work that God has given to him, no matter how small it may look now. I want to say it again if the Holy Spirit wants me to. Whatever work that God has given to him, no matter how small it may look now. Don't let the enemy use anything or anyone to stop you from fulfilling that. Because it's the faith that God has put inside of you will move you to fulfilling that which God wants you to. His brothers couldn't stop him from taking the food that he had to take for his brothers. The hatred in those people could not stop him from doing that which called him to do. If you're faithful in the little things that God has given you, God will make you ruler over many things. If you make your life about Jesus and not about yourself. I want to repeat it. If you make your life about Jesus and not about yourself, you will see wonders in your life. And the plan that God has for you in making you a key player in God's great plan, which is connected to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, will be accomplished. And in proportion to that, when you see God in glory, in the life after, that's what we're going to live forevermore. God will put you in a position where you'll be worthy of ruling many cities, where you'll be worthy of ruling many nations, where you'll be worthy of ruling many, many people, many things that God has given, things that we don't know of. But it starts here. It starts here. He did not let his surroundings affect him. God said, you can go and be in the palace. Do you know what? You're not going to let anybody there affect you because your life is not about you. When our lives are not about us, when we don't make this life about us, that means it is not about me. It is about his plan. What does he want me to do? I'm going to do it. Even if it looks difficult, even if it may feel difficult, on the outside, Joseph was someone who was obedient and he did not take it personally. Whatever it may be, whatever you may be going through, God is speaking at this hour. Today is a day where you want to put away everything, no matter who says what. 
no matter what Satan may try to use other people to stop you from getting closer to Jesus, you say that, I'm not going to let anyone drag me down. Can you say that to yourself? I'm not going to let anyone, anything drag me down. You should not let yourself drag you down. You should not let Satan use your emotions to drag you down. You should not let your surroundings to drag you down. One thing you have to resolve deep inside of you. You say that, you know what? I want to be a key player in the kingdom of God. I want to be someone who is used by God to fulfill that which God has for me. If that is the case, my eyes are only going to be upon Him. I'm going to be a God pleaser, not a man pleaser. I'm not going to live to see are they going to smile when I do this? What reaction are they going to give me? And based on that, if your character and if your actions are going to be conformed, then you're going to be like one of Joseph's brothers. You're not going to be like Joseph. But if you say that, no matter what happens around me, no matter who says what, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus and the plan that he has for me, and that all matters to me, and I'm going to fulfill that. God can take you and make you a key player in his kingdom. And the way God uses you here, and how trustworthy you are with the little things that God has given into your hands, God will count you worthy to trust many more things into your hands in 2023. It's important to put away that which you need to put away tonight. And you go home and sit in the presence of God and say, Lord, I want to examine myself in your presence. Whatever needs to leave, whatever needs to get out, whatever needs to be put away, Lord, I will do anything and everything. Take tonight and tomorrow very seriously. Take time in the presence of God. Make room. Don't occupy yourself with other things. Make sure that you give yourself enough time to sit at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, whatever needs to go, let it go. Whatever needs to go, let it go. Whatever needs to go, let it go. It is good for you to know what is really happening inside of you than to think something false and live a lie. And the best person to go to is the Holy Spirit and say, Spirit of God, examine my heart. Spirit of God, examine my heart. Bring out everything that needs to go. As we make room for God Almighty, God will be able to just fill us to the overflowing. God is able to fill us to the overflowing. Praise be to God. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.